going on? I hope you guys are having a good day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. If you're black and intelligent, throw your hands up. Uh, put your B1 in the chat. You guys know that we live by the B1 philosophy. B1 means on this platform, we are black first. We value black intelligence. We value black building. We value black families. We love the hell out of some black women. We lift up our black men and we want our black community to win. So if you agree with that philosophy, if you are B1, put your hashtag B and the number one in the chat. And I see Ben and Carrie and Bryce Blackwell says, love you, Cosby. All right. So, so Bryce already knows what the topic is. Sam Brown says, I love you, Cosby. So let's just start off with the simple uh, question before I bring in my uh, the, the conversation with my special guest today, Matt, the one and only Madam President. Uh, I want to ask everybody, give me a yes or no in the chat. Uh, you heard that. How many of you heard that Bill Cosby uh, had his case overturned? How many of you? It was anybody under a rock or did you not hear it? I assume everybody knows. Uh, if you if you heard, put a yes in the chat. Let us know that you heard that Bill Cosby's case was overturned. And then I want you to give me a yes or no if you agree with that decision. How many of you feel that Bill Cosby should be a free man? Give me a yes or no. How many of you feel that Bill Cosby should be a free man? Put yes in the chat. I'm looking for some no's. Uh, let's see. I see somebody says justice was served. Uh, but I, okay, I see a lot of yeses. I'm seeing hell yeah. I see Terrence and Antonio and T, and I see a lot of yeses. Okay, so I see a lot of yeses. So uh, w- without further ado, let's talk about this. All right, so Bill Cosby. Uh, Bill Cosby was released from prison today. Uh, I feel like there should be an all-black conversation about this. Y'all know how white media does. You know how mainstream media does. They tend to have a problem with this thing called truth and this problem with this thing called fairness because they're infected with a virus, this horrible virus, uh, not the one from the pandemic. It's the one, the virus called racism, which uh, that pandemic's been going on for about 500 years. So uh, because of this virus, they are incapable of even being fair in terms of hearing out something like this. So we want to bring this platform to you so you have a space where you know that your voice will be heard. So without, uh, so so as I move forward, I want to make sure I welcome our guest, Madam President. How are you doing today, sister? Oh, thank you so much, Dr. B, so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm well today. All right. All right. So so let's start. Madam President, um, what do you think about the Bill, Bill Cosby verdict? How did that make you feel when you found out? Oh, my God. Let me tell you something, Dr. B. This is just crazy. Number one, um, I really was just in between, to be very, very honest with you. I really wasn't sure exactly how Bill Cosby ever ended up in prison. That was the first thing. So the fact that he was out, I mean, just as a human being, you're looking at this elderly man um, just basically being scrutinized through the media. And then you find these people who actually still love him from his wife to um, Clara, Hug- um, the woman, Felicia Rashad, um, the woman who played Rudy. These are women who was by him for years that um, never had anything negative or um, to say about him. So I, I was I always felt like that um, Bill Cosby should have never gone to jail. It just seems as if he is was locked up um, he basically seemed to be have just locked up <laughs> for something that for what somebody didn't prove. He didn't prove to be guilty. Well, well, you know, that was the thing, um, you know, and, and, that, and that's that's one of the things I think if you if you want to know my the short answer of my opinion on it. And I don't think it's a secret by now. I've always felt that he shouldn't have been in prison because I didn't understand. I, 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 I understand, but I don't understand how we can so blatantly ignore due process. You know, uh, it, it doesn't matter, you know, convictions should not be, are not based on your feelings and, and what, you know, he says, she said and, and whatever. 
convictions are supposed to be solid. You send people to prison because you are really, really, truly convinced that there's no reasonable doubt, reasonable doubt, that's the term they use, that this person uh, could possibly be innocent. So they have sayings in, in, in the law, like uh, I think they said, I'd rather send, uh, I'd rather let a thousand guilty men go free than to send one guilty man to prison. This is one of the statements that they use in law. So, so what that basically says is that you have to have this preponderance of evidence to lock people up. I did not feel that this case met the standard because I, I still have yet to really see any evidence. I see a lot of people uh, who, who, who did say things, who made accusations that were very old, who had no evidence whatsoever. And also, even within that group, there were some people that were proven to be lying, right? Proven to be to have ulterior motives. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who were proven to have been proud of the fact that Bill Cosby was their friend. They were bragging to their friends that they knew Cosby. And then the next minute, you're saying, oh, he, by, oh, by the way, he owes me money. You know, it, it just kind of became a little bit weird. Um, and and it's, it's hard to talk about that without people saying, oh, you think that a, a rapist should be allowed to go free. But that's not what I'm saying at all. Uh, what do you think about that, Madam President? Um, Dr. Watkins, I just want to say that because you brought up the word rape, let's just I just want to make it clear that there is never a time that I will be an advocate for a rapist. There is never a time that a rapist should not be punished for raping women. Okay, there's never a time. This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about accusations and alleged and no fact of what actually happened amongst women with a very wealthy man during that time. So um, I personally do not believe that, you know, when it just. I this you know what, Dr. Watkins, I believe everything. Basically, the there was no due process. There was mm-hmm. no due process whatsoever, none. And it was taking all allegations of what somebody previously said and bringing it to the forefront. And it was just, it was difficult to dissect the women. And then uh, as a woman, it's hard to basically not have sympathy for a woman, right? It's hard to not understand where a woman comes from if she says, well, somebody did something to me that I didn't approve of. So I can't ever be okay with that. And if Cosby or um, anybody in this camp, you know, one is too many. That's something that I want to make sure that it's clear. But I believe that we were never dealing with a person who was actually found guilty of the allegations that came before him. Yeah, well, you know, I think that one of the things I want to make sure people are clear about is that based on what I have in front of me, Cosby was actually convicted of aggravated indecent assault. That's what he's convicted of. It. Uh, so some would say he wasn't convicted of rape, and that's accurate. But let me explain what aggravated indecent assault is in the state of, Pen- of Pennsylvania. Aggravated indecent assault is the penetration of the genitals or anus of another person without their consent. Um, now, from what I understood, this whole set, whole thing with Andrea Constan uh, involved the touching of the breasts or something like that, allegedly. Um, I didn't see, I mean, y'all give me a yes or no. Did, I, I didn't remember seeing any evidence that, that this occurred. Um, and, uh, and and then also, you know, I, I, I kind of really thought about the, this in terms of what are prisons supposed to be for, right? Prisons are supposed to hopefully uh, rehabilitate uh, those who need it uh, and, and protect us from those who we should be protected from. Well, you know, with Cosby being an 84-year-old man, um. I don't really know. I don't know, ladies, you know, d- does Bill Cosby scare you? Like, th- if y'all see him walking down the street, are you scared he's going to grab you, pull you in a dark alley and do something to you? I, you know, I, I, I think the fact that he's 80-something years old 
should have been taken into account to say, look, let's just put him in his house and say he can't come out. Let you know they got home confinement. They have all kinds of other ways that he could have been supervised as opposed to throwing him into a big scary penitentiary where people are, I mean, there are there are grown men that are scared to go to prison. You know, I'm talking about young, young, healthy men that that want that 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 know that prison is a bad place. Why would you drop a, an 80-something-year-old sick man in jail, especially when your case is flimsy to begin with? And it's also been uh, that the Supreme Court agrees with what we've been saying all along, that they had no right to even prosecute him. Why is it that the rules only matter when you're talking about black folks, but yet you 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 use the rules, you apply the rules with everybody else? But with us, it's like, no, we want to change the rules because uh, we want to make sure this guy goes to jail. Uh, and then what's interesting is they actually did the same thing with O.J. Simpson. They mm-hmm. they literally said, you know, O.J. was found not guilty because of, of the way that the process works. So it's your process. You came up with this. But when this black man is found not guilty, you decide, well, because we're white, we can change the rules. And it's like, no, you can't do that. Oh, he could be as guilty as sin. But according to the rules that you wrote, this man is supposed to go free. Why is it that a black man doesn't get access to that same type of justice that a white guy is supposed to get? Well, Dr. Watkins, it's very simple. White supremacy is not a friend to anyone. White supremacy is not a friend to black people. So a lot of times when you become black and you become wealthy, you think that, you know, this system is working on your behalf. Well, unfortunately, what you find out is you being black and wealthy does not remove you from white supremacy and what it will do to you once it decides that it doesn't want anything else to do with you. When it decides that we coming for you, then we coming for you. It was really, really amazing how this was playing out for Cosby, because one of the one of the things that we never had, we never had black media. We never had black media to counter anything that white media was portraying in reference to the cases besides, you know, um, your black world and what you possess to us. But we never had any black mainstream media to provide any alternative um, angle on what was happening. Every news station was had a repetitive, a repetitive angle. So you mean to tell me that this black man was being he was being just convicted in the courtroom. He was, they came from him in in the courtroom. Then they came for him in the media. And how do you defeat that? How do you defeat something like that? It goes to show you that you can be as rich as you want to be, but if they make you, they will also break you. Mm. Well, you know, that's a good point. And uh, by the way, I'm speaking with Madam President. We're talking about the Bill Cosby conviction being overturned, uh, in case you didn't see it. Uh, We felt like it was important to give a black perspective on this. Uh, Everybody, uh, Madam President just mentioned the importance of black owned media. Uh, We are black owned media. And I hope that you will be a part of what we're doing and support this. We want intelligent black people. Hit that thumbs up button right now. The intelligent, we only want the black people that want to build. We want, we only want the good black folks. We don't want the ones that are trying to destroy all good, all good things in the community. Those people, we, we put them out of here, but those of you that are, are welcome uh, are actually uh, invited to be here. Those of you that want to be a part of the mission, uh, go ahead and hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. Also, uh, don't forget that um, I have an audio version of this podcast at the thedrboysbreakdown.com, and that's actually on Spotify. So if you want to hear the audio while you're on the road or whatever, you can go to the thedrboysbreakdown.com. And those of you who are on Instagram, I see you at the Real Boys Watkins. Uh, if you want to see the video version of this podcast, you can actually go to drboystv.com. Okay, so uh, Madam President, one of the things I was thinking about with Cosby that was real interesting 
and this is something that's real subtle. Um, I actually, I, I remember writing about this. I wrote a book a long time ago called What If George Bush Were a Black Man? And mm. uh, the reason I wrote that book back in 04 was because one of the things I noticed a long time ago, and this this maybe comes from me being a statistician, is, uh, you, you know, you, you notice these variables where sometimes uh, being black doesn't mean that people are necessarily going to always directly treat you in a certain way. Sometimes what being black does is that blackness is a trigger for certain people, right? So so what, let me give you an example. So, uh, you know, it, let's say that there's a black man who commits a crime. Well, and, and a white guy that commits the same crime. Well, you know, uh, there are cops out here maybe who will uh, be outraged either way. They're, they're not going to like either, either person committing that crime. They're going to say it's always wrong no matter who does it. But when the white guy commits the crime, they'll have a reaction of, say, level six. The mm. black guy commits the crime, the reaction is like level 12. It's yeah. like an accelerator. It's like it's like something about the black, the, about the uh, the race of the perpetrator can really drive you to really put the hammer down in a way that you don't put it down on anybody else. And not, not just from being black, but also from being a black man, because for 500 years they have taught America that black men are predators, even though we know that that's not true. We know who the real predators were. Um, and, and, I, and I'll give you an example. Cosby, for sure. I'm not here to really sit here and try to convince anybody Cosby's a great guy. I'm not. I'm not here to tell you that he's an angel, that he should be babysitting your kids. I'm not here to say nothing like that. I, I'm just here to say that, uh, that I did notice that there's uh, a woman by the name of Cardi B who also went, uh, who went on Instagram and said that she used to drug men and get them raped and steal all their money, right? Anybody remember that? Anybody remember Cardi B saying this, right? And Cardi B said it on Instagram. 10 million people heard it. Nobody did a thing. Nobody reacted. Nobody said, oh, my God, this is an outrage. She needs to go and go to jail now. Nobody did that. Everybody let it go, right? But but Cosby, again, is accused of something that's very similar, and the reaction is very different. Also, remember this. Pay attention now to this. And then, Madam President, I want you to talk because I'm going to be quiet. Hollywood is full of people who are sexual deviants to the 80th degree. I, I mean, there are, has anybody seen, uh, there's a guy, a white guy named Corey something who's been going around for years trying to get mainstream media to pay attention to a documentary that he put together talking about how him and all his friends were getting molested all throughout Hollywood for years by some of the biggest names in Hollywood. So I'm not sitting here trying to tell you Bill Cosby's a good guy. I'm just trying to say, why are you focused on that guy and you're ignoring everybody else? That type of selective outrage is one of those things that kills your credibility. You're not, this ain't about good and bad and right and wrong, because if it were really about right and wrong, you would be a little more balanced with your shit, but you're not. Uh, Madam President, what, what, what do you think about what I just said? Well, Dr. Watkins, I want to say that you're absolutely right. Um, if you just take a look into the historical sense of what it is that basically, too, when white women decide that they want to, when white women have something to say, America listens. If Bill Cosby had those same allegations and all of the women were uh, were 40 black women, oh, that wouldn't have set the light of day because one of the things about being black and being a woman and that is, oh, they must be lying. Oh, well, they already fit the bill of uh, welfare and uh, just wanted to protect in the first place. We have an imagery issue in our country. 
we have an imagery issue in our country, just like we have a, a race issue in our country, white supremacy and a, a reparations issue. We need to be paid up because you don't even stand a fair trial against a system that's just never been for you. Bill Cosby or anybody else, you can't be the system. You can't be the system that's not for you. So I think that um, one of the things that he learned and anybody else should learn is that the moment that you have to go up against this system, it's going to show you who big and bad. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? Um, I, I agree. I mean, I think the system, what's interesting about the system, and this is Madam President speaking, by the way, and, uh, and her Instagram information is, is right there on the screen. You should go, uh, everybody should go follow her. Um, one of the things about, about all of this is that um, black folks, I think, see the Cosby case differently from everybody else, mainly be not because everybody thinks Cosby couldn't have done anything wrong. I, I think that's uh, what's important to state because no, no, there are some people who think he's completely innocent. Um, I'm not a person who feels that I have the qualifications to determine if he's innocent because I've been asked about a lot of people, you know, like, for example, people think that uh, because I know Charlemagne the God that I know if he's innocent or not. And I've never said he's innocent. I never said he's guilty because I'm not qualified to make that judgment over what another man was doing 20 years ago before I met him. Right. I can't do that. Right. And I'm not going to try to. Right. And, but 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 a lot of people, I think, try to make accusations and and, and statements of quote unquote fact that are above their pay grade. Like you don't really have the evidence to make your claim, but you think that because you you're, you're screaming it loud enough, uh, you get some other people to scream it with you. Uh, you got a big bucket of Becky tears. Let's not forget about that. I'm gonna tell you, there's nothing that should scare a black man more than a than a bunch of crying white women who go on TV and say this is big scary black man did something to me. The Becky tears alone is in America in many cases. Becky tears alone are enough to get black men convicted. Uh, go look at the case of Albert Wilson. Uh, everybody type that hashtag, Albert Wilson. Look up Albert Wilson's case out in Kansas. To this day, I have not seen one single media report where Albert Wilson, who a 23-year-old college student who just got a ton of time on, on a charge that, that of something that made no sense at all, not one media outlet provided one iota of evidence. They, they provided no proof. They just said that the, that the conviction came through. I read the articles carefully saying, okay, what's the, the evidence? They didn't have any. So so it's it's very fascinating to me that when it comes to the black man, uh, they have this weird, almost magically toxic uh, ability to somehow just decide what the truth is going to be. And this is, this is not disconnected from what happened in Black Wall Street and all the other cases where black folks got killed because... Some black man was accused of something that he may or may not have done, but but it didn't matter to people because there was no due process. Uh, Madam President, so what do you think in terms of, um, and you can respond to what I just said, but I'm going to ask you a specific question. I haven't asked you a lot of questions. I know I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this, but what do you think about those people who feel that supporting Cosby means that you're ignoring, uh, you know, some of the terrible things that could have happened? I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you kind of find that balance? Well, I'm going to tell you, just like you said, and you've said this previously, you know, the kind of outlook and input that you provide is for intelligent black people. Um, a lot of black people haven't even dove, they haven't even dove into if 
anything regarding the case. The only thing they know is the media have deemed him guilty. There's been enough people to say they've had an um, instance with him that lined up and that's all they ran with. So it's just kind of like um, voting for, and I'm just going to use this crazy analysis really quickly. It's just kind of like when, when it was time for vote during the election, people knew that they were dealing with a, um, candidates that put black people in jail. But they just couldn't, it was just like, well, the the media couldn't let them get over, like, this is all that you have in front of you. So we felt compelled. People felt compelled. Well, I got to vote for this person. So that's the same thing that's happening here, is that you really just, people don't know how to think for themselves. So people haven't really sat down with this and just dissected this whole situation, have been able to determine that this Bill Cosby is still a husband and a father and so many other things. And the guy who created this and that, because they literally accomplished what they set out to do. The, the whole arrangement was Bill Cosby. I don't, if we want to go back and we want to penalize um, America for the wrong that she has done, I think that we could, right? We have documentation that shows that black people should receive reparations. We've been going through the back door. We have proof of what has happened to us in this country. However, nobody is sitting up, gathering the interviews, placing it on mainstream media countless of times throughout the day so people can feel and understand exactly you know um why we should get what's due to us so i just believe that whatever the white supremacist media was trying to do when it came to bill cosby they completely accomplished it they completely accomplishment accomplished it and he had no recourse he had no return so you know what they allowed to happen like what they allowed to happen today, I believe that it's just it's been almost three years in the making. Him just basically saying that I should have never been here in the first place. Mm-hmm. And here's another thing I'm gonna say before I um because I wanted to point something out, I wrote down Dr. Watkins, because this situation, it just have a lot of layers to it, right? So um one of the things that I wanted to say is I have my grandmother had um there's more to us. Our experiences with one another are different from other people, right? So we're, we're, we're dealing with a person who we thought was just a comedian, who we thought was just an actor, right? And we thought was an executive producer and was a, a person who was pro-education and other things. He had a little bourgeoisie about him, but we still in the community thought, okay, Bill Cosby is a guy who made a, a name for himself, right? So then this world just starts to turn and say, no, Bill Cosby happens to be a rapist. I'm sorry that we, some of us have decided that we don't agree or believe that that is all that he is, considering that you have provided this context. There's another context where Felicia Rashad, and like I said, um, the young lady who played Rudy Huxtable, as well as the young man who played Theo, Malcolm Jamal, they all said that this was a great guy to me. This was an excellent guy to me. So why can I listen to those things as well as listen to the other allegations that were made and make a decision on your own? Mm. That's well, you know balance being able to think for yourself. Well, you know what's funny about that <clears throat> is, <clears throat> and, and you're right about that. I think that one of the things that's interesting is <clears throat> uh, because we have a society where there is no balance, we get to the point where we decide that 
because you're accused of one thing, you, there, the, nothing that you've ever done is 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 on the table anymore for discussion. And nothing good that you've ever done is going to be part of your legacy. <clears throat> the, I think the thing with Cosby is that there were many in, in the black community who said, okay, he's either um, a good person who did a bad thing or he's a bad person who did some good things. But media doesn't see it that way. Media sees it as he's a bad person who did bad things, and that's it, right? Now, let, let's assume, let's pretend like Cosby did things he shouldn't have done. I, I'm not going to take that off the table. I think it's okay to talk about that. It's okay to feel that way. I'm not telling people what to think. But, you know, Cosby did a lot of good things for us. I mean, how many of you get in the chat? Give me a yes in the chat if you feel that there was something Cosby did in his career that benefited you. How many of you uh, long for the days when you had healthy black television where you had a guy in his position that was going out of his way to uh, to put education on TV when everybody's feeding black people ignorance. You got rappers literally telling you, telling young people to get high on drugs, to go kill each other, to waste all their money, to disrespect black women, to go pump each other in the butt, to go do all this other crazy stuff that's going on. And, and I'm not trying to sit here and say that, that they don't have a right to express themselves, but my God, the balance is gone. There is no... There is no more. There's nothing I hardly that I see in media that says that that does what, half of what a different world was doing. Uh, ha, different world got HBCUs on the radar. Uh, Cosby created. I uh, was it Fat Albert. He was educating little kids. He he wrote his dissertation. Uh, this Fat Albert was part of his dissertation. He wanted black children to be exposed to education. Right. Bill Cosby gave more money to HBCUs than any celebrity, any black celebrity I know of. I, I, I know that white lady, Jeff Bezos, wife. I think she outdid him. But I don't know any black celebrities who gave more than Bill and Camille. Uh, maybe they came close, but I, maybe Oprah came close or maybe she matched it. But 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 my my question is, why is it not allowed, Madam President? I'm going to pass the ball to you. Why is it not allowed for us to just say, look, you know what? I don't know about all this other stuff. I'm not going to sit here and even comment on that. But. I do love the Cosby show and that shouldn't be taken off the air because I like Theo and I like Claire and I like Rudy and I like, you know, I liked everything that that represented. Why can't we, why, who is this person, this, this, this entity, this white supremacist regime that's telling us, no, you're not allowed to like anything this man did. You're not allowed to celebrate anything that he did in his life. You're supposed to think of him as negative and demonic. And that's it. That's a problem to me because that's not balanced. What do you think? Well, it is a problem. Um, and it's so crazy because one of the things that I do believe is it's like the words, the words of some people go very far. The word and the word of one person or maybe another person don't go anywhere at all. So I'm going to tell you uh, just a, a story just very shortly. So my great my grandmother has a brother who's in prison for murder. Right. So when I was a little girl, my, my uncle, great uncle used to call the house and he basically was just like, um, you know, just collect calling. So one day I asked my grandmother and I, I asked my grandmother, I said, my like, why is this collect call happening? What's going on? And so my grandmother says, that's my brother. And I said, well, why is he in jail? Right. And I remember being young, but I remember this conversation being pretty consistent whenever I would ask her, right? She said, that's my brother. You know, he's in jail. I said, well, what he's in jail for? And she says, well, he killed a woman, right? And I said, wow, that's bad. You shouldn't talk to your brother. This is me as a little girl, just determining that my, my grandmother at the time, my grandmother literally said, she said, 
he did something bad, but that's still my brother. That's exactly what my grandmother said. And that's what I believe happens to us very often. What happens is this, this country, we the, our country tries to decide who gets punished and penalized and what that penalty penalty is, right? Because, um, and that's where the issue is. So like what, we cannot give each other pain. You know, no matter what, if you did something to me, Dr. Watkins, and I basically decide, oh, you hurt me, I'm gonna hurt you back. I can never give you the pain that I felt because pain is not transferable. So we under the impression that we can punish one another. They think that they can punish him they're not going to if if this was if the allegations held any truth, they still wouldn't fix the pain of what transpired with those allegations with those women. So that's one of the issues too is that you know we think that we can control it all and we cannot. Well, you know, uh, and by the way, everybody, I'm talking to Madam President. We're talking about the Bill Cosby verdict and uh, what happened with that. Well, not the verdict, but the case being overturned. Uh, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the share button. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, we are building Black-owned media, so we really need your help uh, because you know that we're in an uphill battle because mainstream media is big and they tell a lot of lies. And we want to give an alternative uh, an alternative reality that's an all-Black conversation. So if you'd like to support the platform, you could do so at intelligentblackpeople.com. That's intelligentblackpeople.com. So this is not just for every Black person out here. This is for Black people that want to do better, that, that are tired of the nonsense, that want to see our community move forward. That's what we're all about. So everybody's not welcome in here. Uh, dumb motherfuckers can stay out the building. We're, we're working with people that want to do better, period. So with that said, one of the things I want to kind of uh, – you know, throw out, uh, Madam President, is uh, I want to share this uh, with you right now. Uh, not everybody is happy about uh, the Cosby thing. And I think it's important to hear from the black folks that uh, that maybe, you know, that don't agree. Uh, one of the people uh, that uh, I'm, and I'm going to share this uh, with you right now. I put this on my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is the real voice Watkins and uh, Mark Lamont Hill. Uh, Mark Lamont Hill put a tweet out. And on this tweet, uh, here's what Hill wrote. And I'm going to read what he wrote. And, uh, and then I'll give my take on it. I'd like to hear your take on it, Madam President. He says, Bill Cosby is not innocent. He has not been exonerated. His release means that Cosby, a sexual predator, was incarcerated within a criminal legal system that has as little regard for its own rules and procedures as Cosby does for his victims. Uh, now, Madam President, what, what are your thoughts about uh, Mark Lamont Hill's uh, remarks? I felt like him and Cosby had a fight. I felt like something happened personally to them too. Because um, you you have situations where I just don't know where the passion comes from. I don't know. I, I was born in 85. You hear what I'm saying? I mean, not to say that I wasn't alive when this happened. It's just that I don't have the I think, I think your dog is co-signing. She, her dog's name is Huey. He's a little black power puppy. So everybody say hi to Huey. Go go ahead. Let Huey. Huey's just co-signing. He's saying, you go, girl. You're exactly. right. Go ahead. Exactly. So I just feel like Martin Lamont Hill, he got a theme for Bill. I don't know what happened, who stepped on whose toes, if they had a pissing war at some point. But to me, it just doesn't seem like, you know, that's real. We have a lot of issues and I've never heard him so passionate about women. But I think you get points these days for this kind of stuff. Well, let, let me just um, <clears throat> put it in context. Um you know, Mark, uh, Mark and I haven't really hung out in a while. <laughs> we don't see eye to eye. But in the very beginning, um, I remember Mark called me in 2007. And uh, this was before he'd, he'd done anything on TV. And his question was, how do I get on TV like you? This is a true story. Um, I'm just going to share how it went down. 
And uh, he said, I want to be on TV like you, like, you know, because he's seen me on CNN and whatnot. And uh, and I told him what I knew. And I said, I can't do it for you because I don't have those kinds. I don't pull those strings. I don't control white people's media, but I can tell you what I did. And and I did. And Mark ran with it. Mark ran and really, I mean, he applied everything I said. He's a hardworking guy and uh, very ambitious, very intelligent. And uh, he did a great job. Right. And I think he deserves the success that he's had. But one of the things I will say also is that Mark has a real issue with Bill Cosby. And I remember uh, way back, I'm talking about over a decade ago, uh, Mark and I really having a conversation where he and Michael Eric Dyson were pretty pissed off at Cosby uh, because of something that happened on a radio show. Apparently, uh, they were disagreeing. Because remember, Dyson, I don't know if you, you may not remember this, but Dyson wrote a book about Cosby. I think it was um, it was right after Cosby made those unfortunate remarks about uh, you know, pound cake and, and stuff like that. Y- y'all remember that? And uh, and so Dyson wrote a book uh, about Cosby, and uh, and and it was all literally about Cosby. I, I really never seen a man write a book about a like like write a whole book about another man. Like I thought that was a little bit odd, but you know whatever. And um, long story short, I remember that they had them both on the radio, and they were talking to Cosby, and they told Cosby, "We got Mark Lamont Hill and Michael Eric Dyson. They want to talk to you or something like that." <clears throat> and Cosby said, "I don't want to talk to them." So I think that that I remember they were pretty heated about that. And also Deshaun Farad, who's a great journalist, a really he's 100 percent B1. He's a great brother, very smart brother. I love him to death. He he messaged me today and he said, remember also that Cosby tried to get Mark Lamont Hill fired from Temple. Right. So what that says to me is this, that, you know, that this is personal. Right. This sounds very personal. And, uh, you know, they're both from Philly. And I, th- I think this is just a, a, you know, a personal thing. But but I, but but if you focus on the comments and not not so much the person, um, one of the things I would say to Mark about, you know, his his statement that Cosby is not innocent, I would just simply say, but he's not guilty as well. Like He's he's not um, this man is not guilty. Like he, there, you have not proven him guilty. Right. You can argue, you can hand wave, you can scream and holler and say, Lord Jesus, I know he did it. That ain't the same as proving it. And the reason they had to let him go, they didn't let him go because they love him. They didn't let him go because because they think that the world is a better place with him being free. They let him go because there's somebody apparently in that justice system on that Pennsylvania Supreme Court who, uh, thank God, still believes in the letter of the law and said, we don't have the right to have this man in jail. This man should not be in prison. And, uh, and, and and what saddens me, to be honest with you, is I'm sitting there just imagining, you know, a lot of y'all got grandparents and stuff that are in their 70s and 80s. I mean, imagine your great-grandma, 84 years old, hobbling around a – I'm not going to cuss, but hobbling around a prison. Like, I mean, you talk about a, a, a terrible way to go out. And, 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 and then to shout out to Bill Cosby for the fact that despite all of that, this man still said, he said, I will do my whole 10 years before I admit that I did anything wrong. That's pretty gangster. That's tough. I mean, what do you think about that? I, I was impressed what by is, it. Dr. Watkins, do you know how many innocent people have signed a plea deal? Our entire country is full of prisons where people said, I'll take the lesser sentence. But Bill Cosby said, I don't give a damn if I die in jail. I didn't do it. This is what he said. This is not what I'm saying. This ain't what my dog said. He said, I I can die in prison. I don't know how many people have the courage 
to stand up against the big old enemy, okay? <laughs> and say, I'll die right here, right now. I'll die. But I'm not going to be your rapist. I'm not going to be um, a person who's just been drugging folks. I'm not what they said I am. I Yes, I am a man. Yes, I am wealthy. Yes, I've had women in my room and I probably should have acted like a married man, but I'm not signing that deal. I'm 83 years old. You got, you got to be out of your mind. I'm not doing it. So it tells me something that, hey, we got some folks that will say, hey, shit, I ain't do it, but I'll take it. Y'all going to, you know, let me off? I'll take it. But he said, I'm not giving you the satisfaction. I'll die right here. So mm. what does that mean? When you really say, I'm not willing to be, I'm not even willing to be what you say I am. I'm not willing mm. to do it. Not for you, not for your media. Y'all can say what you want about me. I'm not willing to do it. I think that says something. I think that says something. Well, you know, that's a great you you are 100 percent correct because I ask everybody this question. If if you can be so influenced by a bunch of tears from random white women, like if Becky Tears can influence you as much as they have, then why can you not be equally influenced by a black man's courage? Like, you know, the fact that this man said, <clears throat> I'll die before I admit to any of this, I think that that says something. That that's an emotional reaction that you're not going to see from a lot of people. And I think that should be observed. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to care that Becky's crying because of something that she claims happened in 1975, then why not listen to what 84 year old Bill Cosby is saying in 2021, you know? And, and I think that one of the things that's also interesting to me about this, and I want y'all to give me a yes or no on this in the chat. Has anybody ever seen any situation? This is going to sort of, I think, highlight the imbalanced justice system. Can y'all think of any example anywhere where a group of black men, let's say 40 or 50 of us, were able to get together and accuse a white person of a crime and get justice 30 years later. Do y'all can y'all think of anything like that where we could go back and talk about something, you know, something horrible that happened to us in 1992 and, and all collect our stories and all go get a hundred million dollars from Gloria Allred and get somebody sent to prison over some stuff that we have no evidence. Now think about this. We're showing up 30 years later, no evidence. And yet, and still be able to walk away with with a hundred million dollars and send somebody to prison. Is there any example where a black man can do, or even a group of black women? There's not even even black women couldn't. So, so this is a special brand of justice that's preserved for white people. It's just like how in the club or in the hotel they have the regular section and the VIP section. Well, the courtroom's <laughs> the same way. You got the regular courtroom and you got the VIP section. They get that VIP justice because y'all know as well as I do that there's no example anywhere that anybody can come up with where black people have been able to step forward as a collective and say this thing happened a long time ago. We ain't got no proof, but we all we're all crying about it, so that must be enough proof for y'all. So y'all need to go ahead and write the check and go ahead and put some people in jail. That can't have, we can't even get our reparations, and we got a ton of proof of that. We got to oh, approve of what they took from us. We can't even get that check. And ahead, Dr. Watkins, I want to say that you got people who have been um, abused by employers for years. I mean, you have people who have been uh, black people who have been underpaid by employers. You can't even get a group of employees to come together against a big old corporation. Not even on a corporate level, this is the kind of, you don't see this kind of justice. So it is very unusual. It is very unusual. 
Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, by the way, everybody, please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. Uh, you're on DrBoysTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. And also, we have a lot of resources that are totally free that you can go get access to, uh, like the $5 a day investing plan so you can build wealth for your family, things like that. Uh, wealth is the key to power. Uh, so we want you to have power. So you need to understand wealth. Every black person in America that cares about their community and their family needs to understand the basics of wealth. So uh, for free, my ebook on the $5 a day investing plan is available. If you go to the all black agenda, Agenda.com. The URL is on the screen. That's the allblackagenda.com. So, uh, Madam President, let me let me uh, let me add, let me show you something else. I got another surprise for you. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, now, on my Twitter, you, you know I'm a statistician. I like facts and data and stuff like okay. that. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not Becky, so I can't just cry about it and make it true. I got to actually prove things. So, I did a survey. And I asked people, I asked the people that follow me on Twitter. Now, admittedly, this is a biased audience. This is not just black people. This is a certain kind of black people who think a certain way. But I asked them, I said, do you agree with the decision to release Bill Cosby? 73% said yes. Uh, 14% said no. So there's a decent percentage of black people, at least even in my space, who are saying that Cosby should still be locked up. And then there's 12% who's still undecided. So, uh, so and by the way, my Twitter is uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins one. If you want to follow me over there and, and join the survey, stuff like that. So, Madam President, what are your thoughts about those survey results? I think the surveys are just saying exactly what you've been saying. This man shouldn't be in prison. Let him go. He's 83 years old. Um, let him go. Let him home. And I think the reflection is there. I, I definitely think the reflection is there. People don't want to see an 83 year old man in prison. That's just number one. And uh, we're not, it's not in our faces anymore. You know, we're people that's pretty much reactionary. We weren't going around looking for this information. It was put in our lap. It was put in our faces. So now we're dealing with it. You know, folks was watching the Cosby show all last, you know, before this happened. And then when this happened, you got to decide, I can't even watch it no more. (laughs) So I think that, you know, everybody has a right to feel in the majority. I think it makes sense. Mm. Well, you know, I, I'm going to say this. I, I think that with Cosby being locked up, one of the things that, that really um, <clears throat> that I think people should pay attention to with this is that, you know, you're not locking Bill Cosby up because you want to keep America safer. It, even if you felt that Cosby was guilty, um, if you want to keep America safe, you would have locked him up in the 1970s or the 1960s when he was a young man and all his equipments, you know, working and all this other stuff. <clears throat> when you lock up an 83 year old man, that's all about punishment. Um, it's not just punishment. It's part of uh, it's part of the butt breaking agenda, uh, mm-hmm. because the way that you control slaves, the way you control the masses is uh, among many things is you actually uh, do something that creates some sort of trauma that uh, is powerful and symbolic. So so basically what I see <clears throat> is when they deliberately when they specifically target one of the most powerful black men in America. Right. A man who you thought couldn't be taken down. That's basically their way of saying in order to control the masses, in order to control the, all these slaves, we're going to find the biggest, strongest buck slave on the plantation. Mm-hmm. And we're going to break him down in front of everybody because that is sending a message. It is sending a signal. That's how gangsters work. That's how the, that's what the mafia does. Symbolism. Uh, Alicia, Dr. Alicia, my, my beautiful wife, is an expert on the subconscious mind. She said three things affect the subconscious minds of People, particularly black people, uh, are, are one is trauma. The other is repetition uh, through things like hip hop music. That's why hip hop was weaponized the way that it was. The third is um, is uh, symbolism. So with Cosby, <clears throat> you're seeing traumatic symbolism and people sitting here saying, oh, my God, here's this man that I look up to. 
that everybody looks up to, up to, who has all the money in the world, and they are draining him financially and destroying his entire legacy. Everything he's done over the last 60 years has been wiped from the face of the earth. And, and, and I think that there's a message being sent there to say, you know, don't you forget who's in control. That's what I saw. Uh, what, what, what do you say, Madam President? Let me tell you something about that. You're absolutely, absolutely 100% accurate because there are things that happen behind the scenes in this country, in Hollywood and everywhere else that don't even touch media. It don't even touch a courtroom. And this kind of money that he has and other people have access to, Trump was going around talking about how he grabbing women by the vagina and all them other things. We yeah. haven't seen him, his downfall. But let me tell you something about black people. And I'm talking about black people specifically who got that subconscious mind happening from the trauma, the repetition and the symbolism. It's just so crazy how we go so hard for Bill Cosby to serve... Uh, his time, but Bill Clinton get invited to the cookout. Mm. Now, this bill have put your brother and your uncle and your cousin in prison for how many years? Ain't allowed them to see a light of day. He intentionally was responsible for a bill that that was specific by race, crack and cocaine, right? However, he's still getting invited to the cookout. And Bill Cosby, <laughs> and Bill Cosby, they want to ride in prison. All I know is black folk in this in, in America, we have a lot of work that we have to do. A lot of it, a lot of work. And it's like it don't matter who they decide to butt break. I still believe we should have been creating our own systems for many, many years. We should have been creating our own systems, you know, so that we can get. We're the only people in this country that's abiding by a system that was never created for us. We're the only people in the world that allow our children to be. You will never see Jews allowing Nazis to teach their children. Mm. Right? But for some reason, we go by a whole curriculum. <laughs> you know, and what's funny is you. I, I can't imagine the Jewish community aggressively pursuing, uh, you know, or, or supporting Nazis in the prosecution of another Jewish person, right? You know, I'm, I'm like Vicki Dillard brought this point up that I thought it was a great point. She said, it's not your job to go and, you know, hunt down black people for the oppressor. It doesn't mean that you're going to stand by and co-sign on everything that a black person does, but my God, don't you have better things to do? Like, like really you, I mean, and this, but this, if you understand things like black labor, white wealth, that book by Dr. Claude Anderson, yes. he explains that during slavery, slaves were rewarded for working for the masses to go take down other black people. He explains that all the slave revolts failed because a slave told on the, <clears throat> the slaves that were revolting, right? Like you overdoing your job. You, you didn't even, they didn't, masses didn't even ask you to do the damn job, but you volunteering. Like, it's crazy. It's the weirdest thing in the world to me. And not to mention that, you know, we don't have anybody to come to our rescue. And we have that same, if we have those same issues in our, I mean, we have so much in our community. We have so much on our plate. It, it, I don't even see how we could just have the passion to be like, yeah, burn them down, burn us, everything about them, burn them down. I, let me tell you something. Felicia Rashad worked next to him for eight years. She said, justice is being served today. 
she said that, you know, she never had that encounter. She said Mrs. Cosby would constantly be on, on at the studio and on the premises. She said the women who are were basically the women during that time that were going around, she said, that's just not what I experienced. And I believe Felicia Rashad. I have a right to believe Felicia Rashad as much as anybody have a right to believe any other white, uh, another white woman. I have a right to believe this woman. See, when you know what your subconscious mind is, you already know that they've already programmed you into thinking that once when you black, you ain't telling the truth. They've already programmed you into thinking that when you're black, you're less than. You know, no, there's no truth in you. You're you're a barbarian. You don't have any kind of, you know, you don't know how to act right. So when you black and you've always seen that, like that's why a lot of the response is the way it is. People think that they've decided. No, you've been programmed. Mm. Well, you know what? Um, I, I'll tell you what. I think that with with the Cosby thing, it's um, it's interesting. I didn't know about Felicia Rashad. Um, in fact, actually, I found this picture. Uh, that that I think is is going to be really interesting to a lot of people. Hit the thumbs up button, by the way. Please hit the thumbs up button. Uh, it's a picture from when Felicia Rashad got married to Ahmad Rashad, and you see in this picture. And everybody who's on Instagram, you can see the picture if you go to drboystv.com. And on the and you see here in her wedding, uh, you have um, I guess it's her sister Debbie Allen. You have Bill Cosby. I guess I don't know. I guess he's giving her away. Perhaps I'm not sure. Ahmad is the husband to be, and then you have <laughs> the one and only OJ Simpson as another groomsman, right? That's a, that's a hell of a wedding picture, right? That's that, that, that's uh, woo, okay. She but, know but, all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there is uh, a lot of history there, and um, and and you're right. Now I want to actually grab Felicia Rashad's uh, mm-hmm. comment on uh, on what Instagram, happened. Right? Uh, Wait, say it again. Did you see her comment on Instagram? She released today. Well, what, what I'm reading here is uh, what's in uh, CNBC. And, and then if you have the Instagram, if you want to look that up, you can. Okay. Uh, I'll, let's see. I'm reading here. It says uh, Felicia Rashad faced harsh criticism Wednesday after celebrating controversial comedian Bill Cosby's release from, from prison. Rashad, who played Cosby's wife, was recently named the dean of Howard University's Chadwick A. Bozeman College of Fine Arts. Her tweet raised concerns online from many about how she might handle sexual assault allegations in her role as dean. So it looks like Felicia Rashad is getting a lot of heat for standing with Bill Cosby. Now, this is this is interesting. This is important. See, I want all the black men who are out here hearing uh, the, these very terrible conversations from certain black men about black women. I need you all to hear this and I need you all to understand this. This example, what you're seeing right now is you're seeing that the reason that you cannot you cannot get in the habit of throwing your women under the bus is because in this world that is designed to kill you, the black woman in many cases is your last line of defense. Mm. Like the black woman, this goes back to slavery, y'all. Give me a yes if you understand what I'm saying. This goes back to slavery. The black woman was the one who would hide you in the basement when masses coming to beat your ass, right? <laughs> the, the, the black woman is the one who would put her life on the line. The one that you know how many thousands of black women there are in prison right now because of, of their their boyfriend was dealing dope. And they were right. They were a little too ride or die for that guy, right? So, so I, so what I'm seeing here is you're seeing the heat that Felicia Rashad is getting, and we're gonna pull up her quote in a second. But I want, I want to pause on that moment on the fact that she is not out here saying anything goes. What she's saying is, you know, this is my truth. This is what I know about this man. You know, I'm happy to see him get out of prison, 
right? And, and she's getting backlash. And I'm curious to see how Howard University handles it. Because remember, they're straddling the fence. They're straddling between, you know, appeasing white folks and, and, and trying to be black, right? But but this is not a time to be a part-time Negro, right? This is a time when you got to be full-time something. And, and I wonder how they're going to respond to it. So while I pull up the quote, Madam President, what do you think about what I just said in terms of uh, Felicia taking that position? Because she could have remained silent. She's been very silent, uh, you know, class, in a very classy way. But she said something. What do you think about that? You know, I, I don't know if I'm saying if it was Dr. King, but it was one of our one of a, a good leader that said that silence is loud. Silence mm. says something. So people are under the impression they can just sit back and do nothing. Guess what? You're doing something. And a lot of times you're on the side of the oppressor because everybody who's against is very loud. So there's a time where we don't need you to be silent. If somebody is coming and they need, and my people are for my defense, I'm gonna need for them to speak up. I don't need them to be saying I'm remaining neutral. In fact, I we need to stop being neutral. We need to side because white supremacy is not neutral. White supremacy is not neutral. White supremacy is not going around saying, yeah, I'm going to treat black people the same. Yeah, I'm going to make sure that black people get a part of this real estate. I'm going to make sure it ain't doing none of that. So why are we so compelled to fit in? It's we're so compelled to, you know, be obligated to a side that is not even our side. One of the something I want to tell you, Dr. Watkins, and I was thinking about this and I wrote this down um, yesterday. One of the reasons not just slavery worked, uh, but one of the reasons white supremacy just constantly stay on the rise is because white people have been on board with it. It was togetherness. White people was like, oh, so y'all going to get them from Africa and bring them back and they going to pick the cotton? Well, that ain't right. If this is the way, <laughs> you know, well, that ain't right, right? So, but what happened was they said, well, if this is the way that things are, well, this is the way that it is. If our lives are going to be better for it, and this is the way that it is. And that's one of the things that black people don't have in them. They don't have the ability to understand the power of togetherness. It's been an issue since we landed over here in this country. Mm. Mm. Well, you know what? Um, I'm going to tell you what, with, with Felicia Rashad, give me a yes or no in the chat if you if you like the fact that Felicia spoke up on the issue. Give me a yes or no if you if you support what she said. And I'm going to tell you all what she said. I'm actually going to share the screen so we can see her tweet um, here. And by the way, if you're, if you're watching um, on Instagram, you can actually, if you want to see everything, you can actually go to drvoicetv.com or you can listen from Instagram. It's totally okay. So here is her uh, tweet. And basically her statement, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you why this is, why it says a lot about the people that are attacking her. It says more about them than it does about her. And I'm explaining why she says, finally, a terrible wrong is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. Now, uh, the reason that I want to point out her comment, which I think is pretty benign and straightforward. Uh, you know, I, I think it's very important to understand, first of all, that Felicia said nothing different from what the Pennsylvania Supreme Court just said. The Supreme Court just said the same thing. They said it was a miscarriage of justice. They didn't say, Bill Cosby's innocent. They didn't say, oh, he's a great guy. They didn't say, you know, we, we think he's a wonderful person. They just said, this ain't right. You ain't supposed to, this, this is not how you are supposed to incarcerate somebody. So Felicia made a remark that is very consistent with what they said. It was a miscarriage of justice. She did not say he never did it. She just said it was a miscarriage of justice. So you cannot disagree with that remark and be a fair human being. 
right? Uh, you know, because I know people want to believe in the hocus pocus of just kind of saying that it must be true because some people said it, but 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 they live in a complicated space. The second reason why um, it's very telling that she's getting attacked this way is it's speaking to um, some of the more extreme feminazis that are out there. Now you got the feminists who have a you know, and, and the womanists who I think have a rightful uh, you know who have an adequate right to demand treatment from men that is fair and and, and, and decent, right? We, we know this, right? We, we know that they have a lot of legitimate claims, but then you get to that other extreme where it becomes a gender war and a power play, right? The goal is not equity and fairness anymore. The goal becomes destroy all men at any cost, even if you have to lie in order to do that. And, and I think mm-hmm. it's important to point that out. So, so the fact that they are trying to attack Felicia, almost like she's an accessory to a crime somehow, says a lot about them. And I want to point that out so that you will understand what you are dealing with. Madam President, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, Dr. Watkins, I think that you laid that out perfectly. I mean, you said that they're trying to act like she's an accessory to a crime. She is not. She is not. She has no dealing. She said that, look, no matter what, justice has been, the miscarriage of justice have been corrected. I think like you just said, that was the exact same thing that the Supreme Court just determined. This was not done properly. This is wrong. And this is not legal. Send him home. This is not legal. This is the thing about, I don't understand about us in the court of law. Do we want it to work or do we not? This is, a, this is an instance where the law is actually working, where the checks and balances are actually working. You know, every time you play a championship game, someone has to lose, Right. So it's like one of those situations that people are under the impression that, you know, the victory is what they say goes and he stays in prison. No, that's not what it is. The law is taking a rightful um, throw. The law is taking place and we must abide by it. I agree with Felicia Rashad and what she said. And I support that decision that she made. It's not about Cosby. I have no, no knowings if this man is guilty, innocent, if he's right or wrong, if he's been whatever. It's all about justice has been corrected. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and everybody, please hit the thumbs up button if you haven't done it yet. Please hit the thumbs up button. Share this video. Uh, subscribe to this channel. Uh, we need your support uh, in order to grow black media because we, we need intelligent black people to have a voice. And that's what we're all about. Also, the audio version of this podcast is the drvoicebreakdown.com. And Madam President, you can actually follow her at one Madam President with a Z. Uh, her Instagram, uh, I'll put that on the screen so you guys can see it. Now, with, with that said, uh, one of the things I want to shift gears on a little bit here is I want to talk about uh, the economic implications of what's been going on here. You know, uh, even if Cosby escapes from all of this, which hopefully it's done, it's over, you know, and hopefully he won't be, he'll be laying next to Camille every day. Please, man, don't do it. <laughs> Just please. Uh, but, 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 but moving forward though, even if he gets out of this, this probably, all of this chaos probably costs him about four or $500 million by the time it's done. Right. You're talking about an epic wealth transfer that is of legendary proportions. You're talking about probably about half a billion dollars in wealth sucked out of the black community. Uh, Remember, Gloria Allred, first thing Gloria Allred did, Gloria Allred is the attorney out in in L.A. that tends to represent women in cases like this. And they they know the game. They know the game. They're kind of the the white female version of of what Al Sharpton used to do with corporations or whatever. No disrespect, but it's what it is. And it it becomes a shakedown. It becomes one of these things where 
Gloria uh, brings the white ladies together and they all shed Becky tears because Becky tears are golden. Becky tears are worth more than cryptocurrency. Becky tears, they literally should be called Bitcoin because they're literally worth more than a Bitcoin. And basically, though, you know, they shed the Becky tears and they say this terrible thing happened. And people say, oh, well, you know, because Miss Sally is crying, it must be true because we want Miss Sally to be comfortable. Uh, they then go and then Gloria already says the way to make these women whole is to, to create a $100 million fund so that we can pay out all the victims. The mm-hmm. reason that that is all kinds of crazy and all kinds of wrong is, is not because uh, people shouldn't have to pay if they allegedly did something wrong. Once something's proved, sure, make the person write a check if that's what you want to do. But what's happened is, and again, I'm speaking, I'm putting on my finance professor hat with this, money creates incentives. And if you don't do it carefully, you create the wrong incentives. Now, pay attention now. Listen up. Listen, I want y'all to let me know that you hear me on this. A lot of the women, if you look, if you scrutinize the women that were making accusations against Cosby, and I thank the good Lord for people like Felicia Rashad, the real black women in the community who they know how to hustle goes. They know how to hustle goes, right? You know, and if you look at, if you swear to scrutinize their backgrounds, many of these women were drug addicts. Many of them were drug addicts. Let's just keep it 100. You know, like he didn't have to make them take drugs. Some of them wanted drugs, right? So so you've got this wide open door where there's no standard of proof necessary, no burden of proof laid out. Gloria Allred basically puts out an open call to every desperate, broke, crackhead actress in Hollywood who's, <coughs> excuse me, who's ever met Bill Cosby and says, if you, if he ever did anything that made you uncomfortable, Come sign up this piece of paper and you might get a check for, for half a million. How mm-hmm. many of y'all think it's possible that you're going to get a few liars in the bunch? How mm-hmm. many of y'all think, have y'all ever been out to L.A.? I've been out to L.A. Madam President. I know you work You work with a lot of good people in, in Hollywood, Oprah and Tyler Perry and people like that. How many desperate people do you think there are in L.A. who will tell a lie? They're actors, by the way, right? Who will tell a little bit of a lie, shed a couple Becky tears, in exchange for a check for maybe three, four, five hundred thousand dollars, right? You that that's not inconceivable. So, so that's the thing that that bothers me is that some of this was a money grab. It was a straight money. It's like, look, this this, and again, I if I was sitting talking to Cosby, I would say, what are you doing? Why why are you even getting around these people? People people wondered like, well, Doctor Bush, why would you get married when you can you can go around you can have women everywhere? Because I don't want all that. Because you get in all these situations. All it takes is one bad one to make an accusation. Next thing you know, you broke because you got to spend all your money defending yourself against something that is undefendable. You can't mm-hmm. prove that you didn't rape somebody. You're in an impossible position. So that black woman next to you, that is part of your protection. My woman protects me. Give me your thoughts on what I just said. I'm going to calm down. Dr. Watkins, what you said was absolutely, uh, it made a lot of sense, but I think as women, you know, you are a man, you're wired different from women, right? And just like a father is wired different from a mother. So there's these other elements that women feel like oftentimes they're shrinking, you know, that men make them do things, you know, men coerce them, men influence them. They were listening, they were influenced, right? So then you add on money and power, right? That makes a person who has a, a, a double mind or a weak mind feel as if I'm in, a un, I'm in a situation where I can't tell this person no. 
it's not just women. When I think about, and I'm a, I'm just gonna come, I'm gonna say this, I'm coming right back. When I think about Kobe Bryant's death and all the people around, a part of me makes a part of me wonder if the pilot was too afraid to tell Kobe Bryant no. There's a lot of times, very often, when you are wealthy and you are powerful, people are afraid to say no. This is why we have to implement balance on all of this shit. All of this stuff requires some level of ethics and morals and balance. Folks shouldn't be, you know, so people can be protected. I just agree with you in what you were saying. I just speak from a woman, from a woman's perspective. Women have a, they go into spaces differently than men. You know, um, it's, so I just. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I agree. I mean, and I, I, I hear all of that for sure. I mean, <laughs> I know that when you're around a powerful person, uh, power can affect people. I, I've seen it. I, I've just seen it happen. Right. And 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 I and, and I think that the thing is that when you talk about sending a man to prison for life, um, it's hard to come up with with an adequate defense where you simply say, "Well, I consented, but I only consented because I was so intimidated by his power." Right? <laughs> you know, like women, women are attracted to powerful men. We know this. We see this all the time. And I, and I get that. But you know, like like if I if I end up in a situation where I lay down with Cardi B or one of her little friends, right? And she ends up, you know, taking all my money. And I say, well, you know, when a woman's beauty is just so appealing to me. And I love sex. Y'all know men love sex, right? And women do too. And, uh, and, and and because the the urge was so overwhelming, I just couldn't say no. I think people would laugh at me. I think people would say, no. I mean, again, if, if you're talking about people being empowered, right? We talk about women's empowerment, women and men equally strong, et cetera. I don't believe women are children. I believe that you can uh, tell people that if you don't want to do something, you if you don't want to do something, you probably should say no. Because if you say yes, people are going to hold you accountable for your yes. Absolutely. You can't say you know you can't say I only said yes because I you know it was awkward, and then go along and say yeah that's why they should be accused of rape because if you said yes, then they're going to assume okay you must be saying what you mean, right? And, and I think that's the hard part. That's what makes these that's what makes all these situations crazy. So I, I think in general. My feeling is always, you know, like with Cosby, I would almost just say, bro, like, just don't even put yourself in that situation. I think Cosby, you know, I mean, my God, I understand, you know, the women and all that, but that's dangerous. And I don't I don't think enough men understand how dangerous that is to go laying down with just any woman that walks by. Because you got some real predators out here um, that can take you for a ride. I don't know. Absolutely. Give me, give me your thoughts. One of the things that you said that was absolutely powerful and people should keep this in mind, all black men and all black women should just always keep this in mind. You rape is hard to defend. It's very hard to defend when one person accuses you of rape. It's impossible to take the sound of it away from your name in order to keep yourself away from those instances. We have to be mature and stay the hell away from the drugs. The drugs, they interrupt your thinking. It interrupts or how, you know, your behavior. So drugs and alcohol and, and sex and neck and nudity, that's not a good idea. <laughs> that's <laughs> not a good idea for anybody. It's not a good idea. Um, well, you know, to your point, I remember, you know, when I was teaching at Syracuse, um, Syracuse has a lot of alcoholics. Like it, that, that's the thing that really bothered me when I was there and I was pissed off and I was vocal about it. Um, I didn't think they took drinking seriously enough. Um, I'm not anti-drinking, 
But I but people don't understand. Out studies show that alcohol is actually the most dangerous drug in the world. People don't know that. But it's the most if you measure in terms of the loss of life, the number of people that get raped, the number of crazy things that happen under alcohol, people have to really understand that just because it's legal, that doesn't make it safe. And I remember when I was at Syracuse, one of the things that bothered me is that you would have young people who were never really taught the dangers of alcohol. And, and, and then they use all kinds of other drugs to your point about drugs, et cetera. It was just everything. It was like a crazy freak show or something. And, um, and they would all go, you know, have these parties and they would get super high, super drunk off their ass because nobody ever taught them how to even engage in all this responsibly or with any type of moderation. And then something happens, right? Somebody gets touched inappropriately. Somebody, you know, something terrible happens to somebody. And then people are saying, this happened to me. Y'all need to do something about it. And what made it confusing for me was I remember thinking, if all of y'all are high and all of y'all are drunk and, and none of y'all remember what happened, what are we supposed to do? What Because because if, if I'm your daddy, I'm going to tell you to keep your, keep your ass up out of that place in the first place. Like, like what are you doing? Like, like no, like, don't go get drunk around a bunch of strangers. Like, and, 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 and as a man, it's hard to say that. Because you got people out here, I think they're crazy. I think they're ridiculous. Who will say, "Well, that's not right. You're blaming the victim." Well, no. You know what? I tell my daughters, be careful because in this world, sometimes your your victimization does not get the justice you deserve. And I want you to be able to empower yourself against situations that are going to cause you some problems later on. And I would say that to my daughter. I say that to my sons. I say that to everybody. You know. And, and why is that message a problem for so many people to simply say, "Look." Think about the situations you're going into because you'll get into a situation where either you're accused of something and you can't prove your innocence or something has happened to you and you can't prove the guilt of the person who attacked you. If I get if I get pissy drunk and go walk in the dark alley, have drunk with a pocket full of money and I get robbed, it's hard for me to explain to the cops what happened and who took my money. They're going to be like, what were you doing drunk in the dark alley with a pocket full of money? Maybe I'm the crazy one. I don't know. What do you think? No, you're absolutely right. You know, you look, the alcohol and drugs enhances all types of feelings and um, bad choices. We cannot mix all of this shit and think that everybody's going to be okay. You know, we need to be, like this person said, you need to be clear headed and alert. And that's the way, you know, that's what we want. We don't live in a perfect society, you know, but that's what we want. We want people in a position where they can make proper choices in a clear mind, in a clear state of mind. Could you imagine if this whole situation had no goddamn drugs involved, no alcohol involved? We wouldn't have a situation. If we had no drugs, if we had no alcohol, we would literally just have what? We would, you know, it'll be a different story. Remember, though, remember, though, you're right. I agree with you. But remember, though, you know, to, to be fair to um, those who made the accusation, they, you know, some of them didn't they claim they didn't even know that drugs were being used on them. Right. Okay. So so if that did occur I, and I think it's important, I think it's OK to talk about that. Right. I don't think we have to be one extreme or the other, you know, but but you're right, though. There were a lot of people who were just in that life. You know, it's the 1960s. Drugs were not seen back then the way they're seen now. And you had a lot of people that were just doing a lot of stuff. And after it's over with, you try to go report a crime and people are like, we don't even, nobody even remembers what happened. I, you know, that that's one of the reasons why I never drank or used drugs. Cause I said, if, I, if I'm going to go get into some shit 
I want to be alerted enough to know exactly what I did and why I did it and who who allegedly I did it to or who did it to me. I want to be able to remember everything. I don't want to be like, well, this thing happened to me and I have no idea what it was or who did it or when or where. But yet I want you to go find the, find the person who did it. That just seems kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, guys. So, so, uh, so I think we've covered pretty much everything here. We covered the financial implication uh, of the Cosby situation. We've talked about uh, the, the, the racial side, the social justice side, all of that. And, um, and I appreciate you guys joining us because uh, I wanted to just be fair. I wanted to be fair and to be honest. And I also want to say thank you to Madam President for hanging out uh, today. And uh, Madam President, what, what is your Instagram? Where can people follow you? Hey, you can follow me at one Madam President. It's always with a Z, one Madam President, and right. Instagram and um, Twitter. All right. So follow one Madam President with a Z. And uh, also, everybody, uh, you can follow my Instagram at The Real Boyce Watkins. Uh, that's right there on the screen. And uh, also, if you want a free e-copy of my book, It Takes a Village to Raise the Bar, you can go to allblackeconomics.com. The book is totally free. So feel free to go take a look. And so uh, uh, congratulations to Cosby. I think it was the right decision. Um, I'm curious to see how this unfolds. I'll probably be talking about this again because I feel that the attacks on Felicia Rashad are completely unacceptable. She didn't do anything wrong. All she did was state her opinion. And uh, and I personally think that she's going to need some support, and I support her. And I'm, be, I'm curious to see how Howard University responds uh, in terms of uh, how they're going to straddle that fence because it's going to be real interesting. I guarantee you this is just beginning. So uh, thank you very much, guys. Please hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button on your way out. Thank you, Madam President, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Take care. Peace. Peace. Great job.